Hello, and welcome back to the Autism Mom. That's A-H-H for Autism Mom. My name is Becky, and I am your host of the Autism Mom podcast. And this week, I have the opportunity to talk to you about a little bit more about our background as far as the things that TJ has been through. You know, not only does he struggle with autism, Asperger's syndrome, and anxiety, and a little bit of ADHD, the non-hyperactive ADHD, but he's also struggled with consistency in his life. And so today I'm going to talk to you about our lovely court battle. In fifth grade, not only did we get the diagnosis, but once we had the diagnosis, I decided to get more consistency in TJ's life, knowing that that would help him so much more. And at that time, obviously, we had a 50-50 custody visitation. Now, as you know, if you've listened to our very first podcast, uh, TJ had shaking baby syndrome, but because the court system said it was an insulated, isolated incident and only happened one time, TJ's dad was allotted 50% custody. Over the course of the next 10 years, by the time he was 10 years old, he had 29 counts of child abuse and or neglect. And that would be taking him to uh, amusement park in the Wisconsin Dells, leaving him there for hours while his father went to Ho-Chunk. And that was when I had my breaking point. It wasn't the many times he had dropped them off at the elementary school building and there was no school. And my kid was left roaming the streets and someone would call me or the principal would call me and say, yeah, there's no school today. I just happened to be here catching up on paperwork. It wasn't the times that he would drop him off at the dentist office or the doctor's office and leave and then come back in an hour. It wasn't all of those. It was actually when my son suffered a C7 spine injury because he had left him at an amusement park. Uh... And um, TJ was injured and there was no adult there. Uh, surveillance showed my child walking through the bar, the bowling alley, the movie theater, etc., trying to find his father. Ever since then, my child has had a cell phone so that way he can call if he needs to. Now, normally I wouldn't give a child a cell phone at the age of 10 and I highly recommend against it. However, I needed to make sure that my kiddo was safe. So thus began the court battle. And I will tell you that I, I just spoke with a, another autism mom this weekend. And consistency is key with these kids. They thrive when we follow routine. That means knowing where they're going to hang their head every night, knowing what time is bedtime and what time is wake up time. We follow the same routines Monday through Friday as we do on the weekends. So that means, folks, if we sleep in an hour, it might be an hour. But if I'm going to wake him up, I wake him up at the exact same times uh, on the weekends. For example, if I'm going to let him sleep in until 7.30 because our normal wake-up time is 6.30, I wouldn't wake him up at 7 because he follows the minutes on the clock. So if I woke him up at 7 and still tried to follow routine... That would mess us up. So if I'm going to let him sleep in an hour, I wake him up at 7.30. And that follows the same routine where we get up, we eat breakfast, we get dressed, we brush teeth, we make bed, we leave. Okay. So no matter what, we are still following the same routine. 
Even on the weekends, we literally have to get up, whether that means we go for a bike ride because we have to leave the house or we go to the grocery store. But no matter what, we get up, eat breakfast, get dressed, brush teeth, make bed, leave. That is key to consistency. And so when TJ spends the night at other people's houses, they don't always follow the same routine. So it was super important that during the school week, he had the same routine. Otherwise, I was setting him up for failure every time. So we fought the battle for a year and a half. And finally, we got some consistency because the court seen how super important it was based on his behaviors of when he was at school. We measured that time. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you are an autism mom, married, divorced, uh, kid has uh, custody it's some someplace else. It's super important that you get everybody on the exact same schedule and everyone is on the same page. Whether it's wake up routine, bedtime routine, verbiage you use needs to all be on the same page. It, the prompts need to be the same. The routine needs to be the same. The expected behavior needs to be the same. And if it's not the same, well, quite frankly, that's when shit hits the fan. So I will just give you that heads up. When TJ goes to grandma and grandpa's for a night, it's the same consistency. It's the same routine. We use the same verbiage, the same skill set. You get up, you get dressed, you leave. All right. That is the same routine. And grandma and grandpa and and uh, we know that that is super important. When we're on vacation, because our family likes to vacation, once again, we keep the same routine. It's the exact same routine throughout the time. And I'll also tell you, once again, when we're on vacation, we're not the vacation family that will travel in a vehicle across country, because that's not a good fit for TJ. Staying in a different hotel from Wisconsin to Florida and then getting to Florida, staying there for a couple days and venturing back and staying in a hotel, that's not a good scene for TJ because that's a lot of transition. And transition is tough for kids on the spectrum. They have a hard time changing. Uh, Although they can't sit still at the same time if they have the uh, attention deficit disorder, yet they need routine. Therefore, when this family goes on vacation, we make sure that we go to a place where we can stay, usually an Airbnb or a um, a, a home that we can we can stay in, like a condo, a timeshare, if you will, where we have our own kitchen, our own living room, and our own bedroom, so we can stay in routine. And again, it's the same thing. We get up. We breakfast, we get dressed, brush teeth, make bed. <laughs> it's the same routine no matter what. Um, so that works for us. Now, TJ, I travel a lot for my work, and TJ gets to come with. What an opportunity that this kid has. Uh, my husband is retired, and so we all we make it a family venture. And coming up in 2020, we have two vacations planned. Once again, they are at places where we stay put. Now, one of them is a cruise, and we took TJ on a cruise last year, and he absolutely loved it. What was the best part about that? 
He had his own space. He had his own place. And again, even though we were at a different island every day, it's the same bed every single night. It's the same expected behavior every single morning. You get up, get dressed, make bed, brush teeth, and you leave. It's the exact same routine. So what I'm getting at is routine is important. Whether you are a school teacher, you keep that same routine every single morning throughout the day. Checklists work really well with my kiddo. Put too many check uh, check boxes on that list and he will be incredibly overwhelmed. So it's important that we keep it to a minimum, but know what the expected behavior is also at the same time. Now, not everybody agrees with th- these theories. Um, some people say, oh, it doesn't need to be that. And he needs to learn that, you know, things won't always be in routine. Yes, I, I also agree that there will be times where he needs to adapt But at this time in his life, routine is so important. And honestly, I think it'll set a good example for him when he gets older. Because as an adult, he can still get up, eat breakfast, get dressed, make bed, brush teeth, leave. He can still do it every single morning. And that's going to help him get up and move as an adult and be able to be independent because that is my wish for him to be a successful adult who contributes to society. With that being said, sometimes the change in in school behaviors from semester or quarter to quarter or semester to semester, room to room, sometimes those don't always work so well. Uh, So with my TJ in the fifth grade, it was really complicated for him to have that anxiety of moving to the middle school, not sure of what to expect. And that anxiety ramped high in him for the entire fifth grade. And now that we're in eighth grade, guess what's happening? Yep, I think it's the exact same anxiety that took fold in fifth grade is happening now. And then you have hormones to go with it. And boy, oh boy, are we in for the roller coaster ride. We're trying to do everything we can. We have kept consistency. I honestly, talking to you now, can't tell you anything that is different in his life other than knowing what's the next level. And that's the only thing I can possibly think of is that his anxiety is that high. Now, whether that is anxiety of excitement or fear, I couldn't tell you that. TJ is not one for talking about his feelings. And so that means social skills class is not always a fun job for our social skills teachers because he doesn't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. You see, to TJ, because he's been in counseling since he's been in kindergarten, talking about his feelings is work and it's hard for him to describe what he's feeling so that makes it even harder to work which makes it even harder for us to understand so you have to keep those types of conversations short and when you have an hour-long session with a psychologist or psychiatrist that can be really tough right Uh, so Finding a counselor 
that can keep the routine of keeping conversations short and sweet and getting straight to the point and then having fun was crucial in our plan. And I think we found that person um, only took us 13 years. But um, I also think that when it comes to counseling, sometimes the in-home visits are much more effective because once again, coming home after school is routine, right? And the same routine, same place, same schedule feels more comfortable. Every kid is different. That's why they call it the spectrum, because the spectrum is E to full, like a gas tank, empty to full. So this weekend, I had the pleasure of chatting after church with one of my dear autism mom friends. And it's so great to know that you're not in the boat alone. (laughs) Um, Her kiddo is just a couple years younger than mine. And it's fun to be, I shouldn't say fun. How about it makes your heart feel okay that you're not struggling by yourself, that actually the same thing that your kiddo struggles with is what other parents struggle with. It also helps to know that I'm not a failure as a mom. My husband's not a failure as a dad. That there are other moms and dads that go through this. That is super viable. I find myself as an advocate for autism helping a lot of other families and not feeling that help reciprocated because a lot of the people that I know of and know of me have younger kiddos. So finding someone that actually has had one that's gone through it older, but yet not, you know, 10 years older and a lot of those pains have have gone to the wayside and they don't remember all of the troubles that they went through. I think that's super crucial. Uh, so if you are an autism mom and you have a kiddo between the ages of 15 and 20, I would love for you to be able to reach out to me because I could definitely use some guidance as to what to expect in the future. Because all I hear is, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. But right now, living in that moment, I don't feel that way. You know, we, we have some of the other issues that other kids with autism maybe don't have, like the anger and the outbursts and that fight or flight moment when he wants to fight you, hit you, kick you, scream, slam doors, break things. Those are the, the problems that we face. And I don't know if other autism moms and dads face those exact same problems. So I would love to hear from you. If you have experienced that or you can plug someone into me that can not just say, oh, well, it's okay, Becky, he's going to get through this and he's going to understand. I don't need a cheerleader. I need a sounding board. I need help. I need guidance. I need tools. I need a shoulder to cry on. And I would love that. So if you have someone, if you could, I'm going to shout out my email. It's Becky at WHWW.org. 
if you have someone in your corner that you can send to me, I would be very grateful. I really would. The bottom line of this podcast is consistency. Consistency is key in continuing routines and phrases the exact same in whatever household the child is. Having monthly meetings with families and teachers, making sure you're all on the same page. I know I do it with the school at least once a week. Making sure you're always on the same page. Continuing education and communication is valuable for raising your ASD kiddo. Thanks for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you share this podcast with your friends and hearing your feedback. Have a great day.